Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the True Achievements podcast. We are four away from the Magical 100 show, which we have no plans yet to do <laughs> anything special, but it will be amazing. We will come up with something soon. Uh, joining me today, I've got Dave. Hello. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm great. Yourself? Yeah, very well. And I've also got a very special guest. It is Mark, aka Not Penny's Boat. How are you, Mark? I'm always good. How are you guys? Always good. That's a wonderful place to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. I realise it's the middle of the night for you, so we are all uh, delighted <laughs> that you could join us today. Uh, what a week it's been! Today is the official release of Star Wars Battlefront Two. You probably didn't even know about it. It's not really been in the news very much at all this week. Um, <laughs> however, it's already been on EA Access for a week, and it's fair to say it has caused a bit of a storm. So let's start with talking about playing it. I've played a bit of it. Uh, Mark, you've played a bit more than me. Uh, what have you been playing so far? The the trial version lets you do the first three levels, so I finished that up because I was excited, even though I'm not a Star Wars fan. The first three campaign missions. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then, and then you can use up the rest of your ten hour trial just playing multiplayer, which I was doing actually quite happily. I wasn't really oblivious to all. Well, first, at first I started like before the, the hatred for this game really was set <laughs> off. And then, you know, I, I could kind of see that it was it was bubbling up, but I was still actually really enjoying it. I, I As I just said off the air, I kind of feel dirty for liking it and even wanting to purchase it still. It, it, it feels like there's there's like a pact that we as gamers have to uh, engage in and, and refuse to buy it. But I'm like, uh, sorry, but I kind of like it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I've been... I totally. If you if you're just playing the trial and you're mainly playing the campaign, you wouldn't even be aware of all the the controversy that surrounds this game and the reason there is controversy, uh, because you're just playing a regular first person shooter or third pe- third person if you wish uh, shooter for most of the most of the campaign. And there's no real loot box madness going on. Uh, I haven't delved into the multiplayer yet. All I've played is the first two campaign missions. So I wanted to quickly talk about those a little bit. Um, I was really excited to play this because there's something uh, pretty amazing every time you turn on a Star Wars game. It's mainly the sound that gets me every time, just hearing those blasters and the the strings and the symphony orchestra and all those like iconic uh, themes that that come out whenever you put a Star Wars game in. Um, and then I started the campaign. And it's like, oh, I'm playing as a baddie. Spoilers, I'm playing as a baddie, which is um, not expected, and I couldn't quite get into it. Um, did you did you feel that sort of but i'm also just waiting for like the other shoe to drop i i anticipate that this character Aiden versio she'll either have a a change of heart or some like internal conflict or maybe just a, a straight change to the good guy team like okay. it would be cliche if it happens but i i'm predicting you probably don't play as a bad guy the whole time <laughs> yeah no that's probably fair that's probably fair how did you find the shooting mechanics oh it's great i mean that's the thing is amid all this well, we over here we pronounce it controversy, <laughs> but amid all that, uh, it dice just makes fantastic shooters. So it's you, in a way you kind of feel bad for them because you know it wasn't their idea to implement all the things that are giving them issues right now. You know that that was over their heads. Sure. But dice, I mean, multiplayer and single player, they're they're great. Okay, cool. So um, the first couple of missions I found quite tricky, actually. Uh, the save points are, or the checkpointing is um, quite brutal. There's some big, big stages where, you, unless you get all the way through, uh, you get 
thrown all the way back to the beginning. And I don't think I was playing it on a particularly hard difficulty either. Uh, there's there's one section in the second mission where you have to uh, storm a platform and there's a uh, ATST that's been uh, taken over by the rebels and they that thing is is pretty intense and and powerful and going anywhere near it tends to get you blown up the only way to destroy it is to shoot it the back of its head but um certainly when i was playing it wasn't particularly helpful every time it, it just it just locked onto me and followed me around the map so i could never get behind it which is quite annoying uh eventually i found a log to hide in and it, and he walked away from the log uh, and at that point i had a free shot at the back of his head with the rocket launcher and and things went okay but for for the first like four or five goes at that i just i just kept getting mowed down by it but yeah a lot of fun loads of weapon variety um some really cool like snipery laser rifle things yeah, good. Generally, really solid, really solid shooting mechanics. Uh, and I look forward to I didn't realize it was locked down to the first three missions only, which is a bit of a shame because I was quite enjoying it. Uh, and I've only got one left. Uh, but I will certainly play more of it. Yeah, they've they've got to lock you off at some point because there's no... I mean, that story campaign is probably only going to take half of the 10-hour trial that they give us in the first place. So they didn't want anyone finishing it in the, in the, in the free version. Yeah, why would you buy the game? <laughs> if you've done all that unless you love the multiplayer of course but i have to say uh, as someone that was crying out for a campaign mode throughout the entirety of playing the first game uh it hasn't totally grabbed me yet there's a cool bit at the end of the second mission where you get in a i guess it's a tie fighter and go off and do some spacey stuff and that's quite cool that all feels really solid so there's a good bit of variety there and i imagine they'll mix mix that stuff up quite a lot but it hasn't quite been the iconic campaign that i was hoping it would be at this point i realized there's i think there's like 13 missions or something it's quite it looks like quite a long campaign that's at least mission right. lengthwise yeah. yeah should we talk about the controversy now or should we come on to let's come on to that in a bit let's talk about um call of duty so again mark you've uh, led the way on this front <laughs> with uh 27 achievements in the last week for nearly 500 g's how are you enjoying it it's good. I'm still putting my thoughts all together. It's actually a review I was working on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You can give us a, a very brief summary without spoiling your review. Yeah, I th- I think if if you're a Call of Duty fan who was dying for them to get back to the root of things and, and revert back um, in, in the time machine like they have, uh, it's probably exactly what you want because... It, even for me, I'm, I'm not a huge Call of Duty fan. I, I don't really... Well, I mean, I play the stories annually. I usually stay away from the multiplayer for, mo- for the most part. But as, as soon as I, I played the first mission of the campaign and you start off with the M1 and just the scenery, it was all like weirdly nostalgic in a way. And I didn't even realize I was missing it. You know, I, I, when I when they said they were going back to World War II, I was like, yeah, that makes sense after, especially after last year's debacle. But yeah, it you know, Call of Duty is up there with dice. They... They just make fantastic shooters. You can't argue that, even if you want to like hate on them for being stale in other ways. Like the mechanics are always solid, and I I think if you're a Call of Duty fan, you haven't played it yet. There's there's no reason to expect that you're not gonna like or maybe even love this one. Okay, fair enough. I've um, played a bit more. I'm really enjoying everything I've played so far of it. Dave, you've you've played loads of this now, haven't you? Yeah, finished the campaign got through it on veteran it wasn't too bad oh wow well done because it was quite tricky at the start on veteran wasn't it you're a little bit yeah it was getting me around that whole health thing so once you get around that it's not too bad there's a few annoying checkpoints mainly on like 
you know when you you like sat on the big guns shooting down planes and things because you got no opportunity to try and cover anything. So if you get hit, you yeah, know, that's some true. of them are a bit annoying. But yeah, generally speaking, it wasn't too bad. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty decent, pretty solid. It's they always do really well at you know varying the mission structure up. So you get, yeah, I love that. It was like I love that mix of stealth and full on war yes. and like jeeps and tanks and all sorts <laughs> of stuff. There's a, a really decent mix. You're not going to get bored. It's pretty short. But yeah, generally speaking, I really enjoyed it. The only thing for me that's kind of spoiled it a bit was I loved the way that um, Battlefield 1 was done last year. Going back to this and just having you know, this one guy who kind of does every major moment in World sure, War 2. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like Last Action Hero type thing. So it kind of got a bit cheesy. Whereas last year, having them short little stories in Battlefield 1. I, yeah, I really, I really liked, like that. Really I thought that was excellent. So, yeah, that's the only kind of downside for me. But as a campaign, I thought the story was decent. It's nothing amazing, but I thought they did a good job of, like, making it gritty and, you know, seeing, like, those horrors yeah, of war type gritty. things. And So are you going back through now, playing it on a low difficulty to get the collectibles and that sort of stuff? Yeah, I will do. Yeah, I'm not done yet. I'm waiting because, uh, as we'll speak about in a bit, that's one of the games for playlists, so I've kind of held off on everything. That's in playlist, okay. so I can see which one it is and join it. Cool. Okay, let's talk about um, the other game that you're playing, um, Dave, Forza 7. So you you scratched the surface of this last week, mm-hmm. um, but you've put a lot more into it now by the look of it. Yeah, just working my way through this, like, um, I don't know what they call these, like, each, each kind of, there's different kind of sections and they were different races, but it's not like previously. You know, like championships. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of like the way Farza Horizon did it originally, where you get, like, short little things. Um, I like the way that it's kind of mixed up. Like, normally when you do, like, a, a racing game career, you start off with the rubbish cars and you got to work your way up and up and up and up and up. And so you get to the decent ones, like, 40 hours in. Whereas I, I like the fact that this, you like, each them different championships is a different class of vehicles so you could jump straight into the high powered cars if you wanted to straight away if you had the money to buy them and things so enjoying that i'm just the visuals are just still blowing me away just the 4k and the hdr is is just like absolutely mental like i'm just doing races (laughs) in night in the rain and stuff you know just to look at like the the sun rising and stuff actually it's amazing it's probably worth mentioning all three of the games that we've spoken about today um, so far. So Battlefront 2, Call of Duty World War 2, and Forza 7 are all Xbox One X enhanced. And for me, COD is probably the best looking game I've ever played, as in a realism sense. And I was just about to say, and Forza is comfortably the best looking racing game I've ever played. It feels like we've reached a bit of a nadir. It's like this is it. We're there. We have, re- <laughs> you know, we've got there. I haven't really ma- noticed massive changes in Battlefront Two. I think the enhanced. I'm not sure when the enhanced pack uh, patch dropped, whether I played it before and after or not. But um, it, I mean, it's a good looking game, but it's not to the level of those two. I think. I was watching uh, my girlfriend was playing World War Two, and I just sat watching. It, it was kind of like watching a film in the cutscenes, like yeah. That. There's always that kind of glazed look in the eyes of the characters because we haven't got that down yet <laughs> completely. <but laughs> that's a thousand yards. <laughs> just yeah, that's just that's the brutality of war. Some of the stuff Dave. just looks amazing, and and that, I never Call of Duty's always been probably one of the weaker games in terms of graphics, hasn't it? Really, like you look, you compared 
yeah that's fair compared the the current call of duty to the current like battlefield and normally it's light years behind but this just looks amazing yeah agreed do you have your x mark no not yet <laughs> i was just i was oh, actually just sorry <laughs> i know you guys are rubbing it in <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's quickly move on <laughs> uh, before Mark has to remortgage. Um, let's talk about the other game you've been playing, Mark, uh, which I, if I hadn't got nine separate different games all on the go at the moment, I would be buying because everyone is raving about it. It is Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. How are you getting on with that? Yeah, I have uh, I have a ton of thoughts on it. I, had I reviewed it, I'd, I'd be able to spell them out. For, for this show, I'll, I'll try to keep them succinct, but... I I understand why people love it, and I I even like it a lot. I I just I don't take it to the heights that a lot of people do. Like I saw a lot of reviews, like almost some perfect scores for this game. I I, I don't put it up there, but I never did with like the last one that they uh, well previous to the last one. Then what was it? The New Order, like three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, I had never even touched Wolfenstein, anyways. And then that one kind of rebooted it in a way that was more appealing to me, and I liked it a lot, but I didn't love it. And it's sort of more of the same with this one. For me, it's weird when when you play it, you'll you'll probably see too. There's there's a weird disconnect between the gameplay and the story. Like in the cutscenes, your character BJ Blazkowicz, he's like he's very somber and like poetic in a way, and he's more like heartfelt and and intuitive than than you'd give him than you would probably want to give him credit for just looking at him because he just looks like John Cena. <laughs> but then the gameplay is so fast and it's almost like Doom in a way. You just you're just zipping around the map wow, okay. almost almost on roller skates, like the way Left 4 Dead used to feel, if you remember that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just it's just a weird I mean the fancy term for it is ludonarrative dissonance, which is the difference between like the story the game's telling you and the story the story's telling you within the game. And we just lost half our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, I wonder if, if people agree with me, but I, I've always found it weird the way the last few years, the way Wolfenstein does this. They they it's like on one hand it's like a, a, a somber poem, and then at the other hand it's like just this bloody massacre, like super it's it's played and fast forward. I don't know, it's so weird to me. <laughs> No, that's fair enough. And in fact, I know exactly what you said. I myself hadn't really touched a Wolfenstein game in a long, long, long time until the New New Order. And I played a lot of it and liked it a lot, but didn't love it. So I wonder if I'd feel exactly the same about this one. Yeah. Um, Interesting. There's just too many games to play at the moment. I can't can't actually get time to delve into this one yet. But it's a January game, I think, hopefully. Cool. Uh, let's talk about stream. So we played uh, some Danger Zone. We had Angel SK, aka Joe, come into the office and help us do a couple of streams on Tuesday. Danger Zone is a... I don't know whether, how they haven't been sued, really, because it is basically crash mode from Burnout. Uh, they just put a whole game around it. But, I mean, that was a thing on its own before. Burnout Crash was a thing. And this is basically like an entire rip-off of that, like literally down to Crash Breakers. And all the other little, all the other little Somebody things. Somebody said in the chat do. that it was the same developers, like they've gone off. And oh, okay. Things, so. Apologies to them for uh, casting aspersions on their good name. Well, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but it's certainly not got the burnout name. Yeah, it's it's people that used to work on burnout. It's a it's three fields now, I think. So it's a new studio, but it's ma- comprised of all former burnout devs. So I don't I don't know okay. if that circumvents 
the laws that might have been tricky for them. Yeah, but... I'm not sure if it's the burnout <laughs> IP who owns it or yeah. or anything like that. Um, but wow, yeah, it's great. I mean, most people loved Crash, the Crash mode in Burnout. I mean, I was more I was more of a fan of the racing itself and takedowns and all that. But I quite enjoyed the Crash mode. This is obviously a full game just of the Crash mode, but um, six achievements for 300 Gs in the hour and just so much fun. Just as these games tend to be, but really, really good. Totally um, encapsulates the fun of the first game. Um, so pick it up if you if you enjoyed Burnout Crash. You will not be disappointed by this. Uh, then we played the Jackbox Party Pack 4, the fourth iteration of the game. These games are uh, group games. You only you don't need controllers for everyone. They have, like, phone. You can just do it on a website, so you, you can use your phone to play or um, a browser in... Uh, a tablet or on your PC or laptop or whatever. Um, up to 16 people in a game as well, so pretty huge. Uh, it's a sort of comedy, like you have to try and be funny. I wasn't very good at it. Dave, you were quite good. Your Manchester humour came through. <laughs> um, <laughs> you had to come up with like comedy answers and then everyone votes for the best one. It's quite slow, especially with a lot of people. I think we turned the speed down um, because we were streaming at the same time so we wanted to give people a chance so you can play it a lot faster but with a lot of people you have to wait for everybody to have their go and and there's always one person who doesn't lock in their answer so you sat waiting yeah. for them and stuff. um we got three achievements for 150 g's this is the sort of game that you could easily boost yourself i remember doing i think it was the previous one uh where i had like four browsers up my phone uh, an ipad i have loads <laughs> of stuff in in private mode because it uses a cookie but if you use uh you can have each tab in a in private tab then you can ha- effectively register all eight people i mean doing it with 16 is gonna be a nightmare <laughs> but i ended up completing the whole of the last game myself on my own make of that what you will <laughs> <Fun yesterday>. party. <laughs> yeah, uh, on my jack uh, it should be called rather than jackbox party pack um Yesterday we played Slay Away Camp Butcher's Cut, which is so you'll remember um, games where you've got like a grid and you normally look down from the top and when you move, you keep on moving in that direction till you hit a wall or an obstacle. And the idea is to sort of make your way around the map, get to the exit. This is a really sort of amped up, nasty, violent version of one of those games, which sounds ridiculous, but it's got sort of cartoony, like almost pixelated 8-bit style graphics, but they're rendered really nicely. It's quite hard to describe. Check out our video um, to see what I mean. But it's really violent. So you have a room, um, and you're look- rather than looking down from the top, you're sort of isometrically 3D looking at it, but you can just about make out where the grids are. And you have to move your way around the map. You have to kill the people that are in the room just by going towards them or scaring them into an obstacle, such as like a fire fire or a, a hole uh, one of the levels is just called a hole uh, which i quite <laughs> enjoyed um and yeah you're basically making a horror film is the sort of plot so there's like 10 scenes in the first horror film and you have to kill the person then make your way to the exit um sometimes it's you have like a fixed number of moves so you're not you have to do it within like 10 moves or something and it gets progressively harder the more the further through the game you get but there's i think there's a lot of films and then there's about at least 10 scenes in each so it's quite a long game uh we managed to get 12 achievements so it's 50 achievements in this game uh we got 12 achievements for 180 g's i think it would be a relatively 
quick and easy completion, especially with a guide. These are the type of games you can easily do with a guide. However, there is one for like killing 666 people. And at the end of completing all of the films, you've only done around 300, uh, according to the people in the chat. So you'd have to replay the game or at least find a quick way of boosting those kills. But I reckon it's about a six-hour completion. Quite fun. We quite enjoyed playing it. It's, it's a good like co-op game because you can suggest ways it's better with like two minds are better than one type situation where you can say oh no don't go that way go the other way um there's a lot of working stuff out and then uh mutant football league which is on game preview at the moment so there's no achievements in this game at the moment uh jack played it i didn't join the stream uh it sounded like he was having quite good fun i think it's a remake of an old snares game maybe sort of yeah well there used to be mutant league football I'm not sure how much this one's like that, uh, other than in name and maybe some of the characters. But uh, in gameplay, this is actually exactly like NFL Blitz from back in the day. If you guys ever played NFL Blitz, NFL Blitz, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, where you you know rather it's like an arcadey, over the top version. You're not just tackling people; you're, you're like clotheslining them and doing like pro wrestling moves to them. Okay, and... yeah, so it's proper more violent. Um, yeah. More violent <laughs> Well, this one even takes that a step further because it's now they're just like, like I said, writing about it. It's like Iron Maiden cover art, just like skeletons with like, okay, nice. like spikes on and stuff, just like impaling each other. <laughs> yeah, cool. it's like uh, these mines on the pitch and stuff. So you, you can actually kill players on it. And yeah, <laughs> they're obviously out of the game and you can bribe the ref. And, um, <laughs> if you actually if you actually watch the NFL coverage, they've, they've got like two commentators talking. And they just real stereotypical, like you know the the people who could do fox and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But they swear at each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty amusing. Um. Cool. Okay. So, um, I, what happens when the achievements hit for this? I wonder if it's. I presume you just have to start again. Yeah, I think you do. So it might be worth waiting um, until this comes out of preview, uh, if you want the achievements for this game. It sounds like quite a lot of fun though. Um, we will be. Sp- potentially streaming some stuff next week. I'm not 100% what's going on next week yet, but uh, watch the True Achievements homepage for more details. Let's talk about December's playlist, Mark. Yeah, it's ongoing now. Um, we thought, we, we figured everyone was going to be playing all these big AAA games, so we just picked the what we figured were about the four biggest. So if you go on site between now and the 22nd, the polls will be open. You can vote among Assassin's Creed Origins, Call of Duty, World War II, Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Destiny 2. Yeah, so it's all sequels to huge series. Bit of a departure because the previous lists have all been uh, older games. Cool, so we don't know what's going to happen. We'll have a winner announced sometime towards the end of next week, probably. Yep. Yeah, right on the right, pretty much as soon as the poll ends, I like to have the poll up so we can okay. inform everyone right away. Cool. Well, there's some cracking titles in there. Uh, I would enjoy playing all of those. So um, get on the site and vote, people. Uh, let's move on to regular news. So we mentioned uh, Battlefront earlier. We mentioned the controversy. Dave, there's been a few news stories this week that have sort of piggybacked on top of each other and overtaken each other. Um, <laughs> tell us about the first one first. Okay, so there was I, I noticed it quite a bit from, obviously, a few people playing EA Access were moaning, but quite a few reviewers were being quite vocal about these issues. The first one, basically to play as some of the heroes in the game, 
like the ones who you'd expect to be like Luke Skywalker <laughs> and Darth Vader mainly. You had to buy them with credits in game, and people were working out that this was taking like ridiculous amounts of time. Like I, can't, I don't know exactly like 50, 60 hours, hours in. Well, yeah, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, I think, are the two priciest, and they were at sixty thousand credits, which. Um, someone had worked out that would take about 40 hours if if you decided not to sort of pay pay your way to get through quicker and that's just right, so, for one character you know and there's i think there's like six or eight different characters that need to be unlocked at different prices but basically it would have taken hundreds of hours just to get all them and that's and that's not even the only thing you can spend the credits on so you'd kind of have to like skip over <laughs> everything else just to get all of those yeah, guys yeah. within 200 hours are there um, achievements tied to the heroes themselves? I th- I think there is actually. I I, I I guess okay, I so shouldn't to get a completion. You are going to have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, players all heroes in multiplayer. Currently one thousand three hundred and thirty-five TA with a ratio of thirty-four. <laughs> ratio of thirty-four. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so the, they've reduced that now by 75%, so it's only 15,000 credits. Yeah, the problem is, though, Dave, at the same time of them reducing that by 75%, they've also reduced the amount of credits you earn by 75% pretty much across the board. So you used to get 20k for finishing the um, campaign, which would have got you half the way to a hero, and now you get 5k <laughs> for finishing the campaign, which gets you half the way to unlocking a hero. So well, uh, while they yeah. have reduced everything, yeah, but they didn't reduce it in multiplayer, did they? So I don't know. It, it, from, yeah, from what I've heard, from what I've heard, it's just the campaign um, reward, and I, you know, it's maybe t- difficult to justify that, anyways. But I guess how they try to justify it is the the campaign gave you twenty thousand, and to unlock Aiden for use in multiplayer, the the protagonist from the campaign was 20,000. So they basically paid you out okay. to go and so grab give her. you one hero at the end. Yeah. So now she's been she's been reduced to 5,000. So they reduced the reward to 5,000. So you pretty much you still get enough to go unlock her if if you so choose. You can take those credits and put them elsewhere anyways, but that was basically their their mind on it. And then yeah, from what I've heard, you know, it doesn't sound like either Dave and I are sure, but we're taking everyone's word for it. It I guess no, that's I'm, cool. I'm, no one really knows because no one's played it for forty hours yet. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's difficult to know. Okay, um, I'm a bit annoyed. Heroes should be, you know, that should be the reward for completing the campaign, surely, especially if they're tying achievements to it. Grr. I, I can understand if it's multiplayer and they want to put some of the best characters like locked a bit further in the game. It, I, it makes sense to me making it so it's like forty hours to get there. I suppose is a bit annoying, but I can understand locking things away until you've played the multiplayer a bit. Like yeah, no, fair enough, a bit. But but yeah, forty hours to unlock them and is that each one? Such, forty hours. Short. That was the the ones that cost sixty thousand. Yeah, so that was Vader and Luke Skywalker, and then there's a couple forty thousand to get the chain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then. Separate to that, these are also the loot crates in the game. And uh, people, I, I've kind of kept away from this because I've, I've not played the game to see what the loot crates are about and what you need to do to buy them. But it was crystals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, crystals, the in-game currency. And what do crystals get you? Prizes. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You can. That's what I was saying. You can spend them on, if you want to save them up and after a long time you can unlock heroes or along the way you can you can 
by the there's three different loot crates there's one for just generic like infantry shooting game modes there's one for the the space combat and then there's one for uh the heroes and so you kind of pick your loot crate based on what what you want the contents to hopefully center themselves around of course it's all randomized anyways uh right yeah the stuff i saw is there's a lot of games that do loot crate things and you know like cosmetic things and stuff into but but a lot of people i saw complaining about this was basically saying that it was like a free-to-play game where you were getting locked off from doing bits of the game even though it would cost you sixty dollars to buy the game yeah, so, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the biggest thing yeah there's an arcade mode where you can play offline in co-op or solo. And it basically kind of like simulates the multiplayer where you're playing a bunch of AI opponents with AI teammates. Unless, like I said, you have maybe, maybe I think one player, I mean, two players split screen, but you, you can earn credits. I think up to like five in five victories, you can, you can earn credits in arcade mode. And then after that, it cuts you off like a mobile game and it says come back in 14 hours to earn more credits right. and any arcade you play after that in, in that in that down period doesn't earn you anything, earn anything. they try to like like shoo you back into the multiplayer where, you, where you'll maybe spend money <laughs> the, the news is on this though now they, they added, <laughs> it's been pretty crazy they did um they did an ama on reddit which is uh and ask me anything for those of you who don't know and they had four people an- answering questions about the uh loot crates and about the credits for buying heroes and stuff, and it was getting that downvoted that the auto Reddit will automatically hide if it's such a poor quality post because it's been voted down a lot. So they were answering questions and getting downvoted and not being seen. There was uh, there was people saying death threats were going around, which we don't condone. By the way, that's not no complain, but don't kill people. Um, but yeah, so got, now they've actually removed those temporarily. The microtransactions. Yeah, and it's worth pointing that out. That it's only temporarily at the moment until they come up with, or until it all dies down or something, until they realise. Until the movie comes out and everybody goes, I need to play this game. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like they're taking a big step back. It sounds like Disney's in, um, applied some pressure. Yeah, I, th- I think. As well. Yeah, you know, the movie's coming out. It's just they've a- already, they already had to announce the cancellation of a different Star Wars lic- uh, licensed game. Like, I think Disney's must really be breathing down their necks. Like, Hey, stop messing this up for us. Star Wars is, is more, is way bigger than you guys. You can't like destroy it for us like this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we had a question on this. Yeah. So Ray Hoven asked, what do you think about the whole EA star Wars battlefront fiasco and resulting backlash has loot boxes finally gone too far? Okay, so uh, we, we discussed this on the pod a couple of weeks ago, and I was like reasonably ambivalent about the whole thing. And someone had a bit of a pop on me in Twitter and said, look, people like you should stand up against this because if you don't make a noise about it, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. <laughs> and boy, was he right. <laughs> so um, apologies to that guy. <laughs> um, the thing is, I feel this could be a bit of a, a turning point uh, in the whole thing because... There was a lot of people like me that were like, well, you know, they're there, but I'd never buy them. But this doesn't really address the issue because there's a lot of people out there that have got addictive personalities and they will buy them and they'll keep on buying them. And they'll end up spending hundreds and hundreds and thousands, in some cases, dollars on stuff uh, because they're just compulsed to do so. And it it can destroy lives. I know it sounds like it's uh, making more of a big deal out of it, but people are addicted. Like the the foot packs in um, FIFA, there are people that, 
you know, have, have ended up spending thousands of it's killed marriages. It's done all sorts of terrible things. And, um, this feels like it's even, it's taken it even further than that. And I think there's, especially the stuff that's happened on Reddit this week. I think there's far more people that are now aware of this as a practice and have negative thoughts towards it, even if they've never bought one themselves because of this uproar. So I'm thinking that the next game that comes out that has loot boxes is going to instantly get a ton of negative press, even if you know it's nowhere near as egregious as this. Just the mention of the word loot box or loot crate, or what, they'll probably end up rebranding them to something else uh, to try and avoid it. But I think this will probably put on hold loot crates for a while at least in well i suppose there's not really any triple a what's coming next year we've got sea of thieves we've got crackdown three uh and we got red dead two probably all the q1 games they're the biggies i wonder mm-hmm. if any of those i, I wonder if crack far cry as possibly well might have had something crackdown will because microsoft seems to love it at the moment everything gets loot boxes of some kind yeah. halo gears Farza. They've got all got them in. Halo's got them, has it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, like none of the Sony first party stuff seem or first or second party They don't do anything multiplayer though, did they? It's no, what exactly? Well, yeah, I think with Uncharted, that's one of their maybe their one of their biggest first party multiplayer experiences. Um although it's secondary to the story modes there, but I in Uncharted, I'm pretty sure they do have them. Do they? Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're they're just wherever people think they can get away with them, they're going to show up. So, like I wrote a few weeks ago, you, if you know, if you hold your breath waiting for these companies to do the right thing, you're going to turn blue. Like mm-hmm. you, you got to like proactively push against it. And you know, this this Star Wars story, it turned up on CNN over here yeah. yesterday, and I I think maybe that's what really put it over the edge you know someone CNN you, you can imagine CNN calls someone at Disney for a quote, and they're like. Uh, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Sorry, what is happening right now? Like they probably didn't even know, and then they call it BA, and that's why I, you yeah. know, that's just a few hours ago, all this unfolded at night, and I was, I was writing in our staff channels. I was like, hey, this is going on right now. You know, don't expect anything till morning. It'd be weird if they announced now at like 10 p.m. Pacific time, and they did just announce it because then I realized, you know, the the game is launching right now. Yeah, it just came out today that, yeah. officially. Like they've got to get on top of this, and they're not wasting any time. This is the biggest damage control campaign I've ever seen for games. I think. Yeah, well, you got to imagine how much money goes into developing a game like this. Yeah, there's a lot riding on this, and it's a shame as well that a lot of the people who are getting the stick, who are the people who just developed the game, they probably but nothing to do with it. Yeah, really say, nothing to do with it. No, but they, they, they probably had no say or not been involved. I mean, they, obviously, somebody's made the decision to include it, but a lot of the people are just getting told to design a level yeah, to make a character look pretty and they're getting death threats apparently supposedly there was one person who turned out to be a fake guy who said he didn't oh, love yeah. death threats oh, okay. made it even weirder this week. weird stories but i'm sure i'm quite sure that people are getting some abuse i'm sure right abuse abuse, is, is yeah. strong. and you've had nothing to do with it it's obviously like a, a company decision to do it not the yeah, don't blame the devs. Developers. Please don't blame the Making devs. trees in a level or something. Yeah, but Dice, <laughs> this was definitely over Dice's head. And then the statement that when when it was just announced a few hours ago that microtransactions are temporarily um, removed, Dice was the one to make that call. I don't know why. That seems like something EA should have had their name on. But it was it was a rep at Dice that had to come out and like the image of his quote, his or her quote that's being shared around. 
I was like, why why isn't EA saying this directly? It's kind of weird that they that they pushed Dice out to say it when it wasn't even Dice's call. And I think a, a big thing for them as well that's probably pushed them is quite often you get like the gaming community will be quite vocal about things, but the reviews have been actually slated. Yeah, yes, that's well, a good yeah. point. Yeah, there's people knocking off two or three points out of ten because of this. Yeah, and if you look on Metacritic, I think the user rating for Battlefront 2 is at 0.4 at the moment. <laughs> yeah, 0.4 out of 10. <laughs> we should clarify, which is pretty low. So, yeah, I think <laughs> Not that like, anyone pays any attention to the user rating on Metacritic. It's obviously, there's, there's ways and means of doing it, but I think it, they've just kind of done all the shady ways, like locking things so far away in the game that you, you know, you, if you realistically want to play that, character you've got to spend money or whatever and locking game modes off and stuff like that. the whole yeah. kind of thing is a bit shady in it they've some games i can understand in there and it's a choice like i don't know say for honor is a game where you can unlock different skins and stuff if you want to but you don't have to no that doesn't help with game progression though does it yeah and overwatching things like and like even like you say foot but like you, you can play foot perfectly well and you get free packs and stuff you're obviously going to speed up getting better players if you spend money but you can mm-hmm. quite happily play it without spending money my son plays it all year without spending money because i don't let him <laughs> and, <laughs> yes, he'll play exactly. it and get this like the the kind of prices in the in like the transfer market drop over the year so it makes it more accessible for people a bit later on and stuff but when you're the one i'm interested it, in um, Shadow of War. So I'm a little bit into that game, but um, apparently the end game, it really it becomes like a ridiculous grind unless you pay. Yeah. Uh, so that's the one that's going to really uh, kick me in the uh, proverbials because I'm going to end up wanting to wanting to see that end game and I ain't got the time to grind. I think Destiny's got <laughs> it as well, but that's purely cosmetic things and stuff like that. If yeah, you, well, that's, people that's fine. That doesn't help, pre- that doesn't that help you progress. progress locking game modes and yeah, it's wrong. Shaving so I think this is a bit of a turning point. I'm hoping the backlash from this will will force them into maybe moving back to just the cosmetic stuff. Because as you say, it's up to people if they want to do that. Shall we move on? Let's move on. <laughs> to some different, better news. Get some stuff for free. To, Yay! Games with Gold, because the month just ticks over the midpoint of the month. You're now going to get Borderlands, the uh, Telltale version which is, is is probably one of the better yeah, ones i'd say i know did i did you, yeah Mac, you i don't even thing. like borderlands and t- i gave tales from the borderlands a four four point five out of five i think and um it's it's got to be the funniest game i've ever played it's it's like that was sort of the crux of my review is basically like this game makes me wish more games tried to be like comedy games like that doesn't that's not really a space that's occupied it's basically just that game and the south park games but uh Oh my! It's so funny. Like if, if you're looking for just a, a lighter, like a, a good laugh out of a game, which is a, a nice uh, change of pace. This one is so funny. Yeah, for sure. I already own this. I think in the uh, Telltale collection that I bought a while ago, but I've not got around to playing it yet. I will. I will check that out for sure. So we presume this is all five episodes rather than just the first. Yeah, full season. Yeah. Okay. And you also get Deadfall Adventures, which we reviewed. Is quite old i don't think it did quite as well as tales from the borderlands (laughs) but it's free yeah it's free so why not although if you are a completionist there's an unobtainable in it so (laughs) 
it looks like a like a first person budget Uncharted. Um, I'm not so it, it yeah. looks all right it, for free. It's something I would check out. Okay, and then uh, Trackmania Turbo is remains free until the end of this month if you haven't picked that up already. Xbox One X obviously launched last week, and the first sales figures came in in the UK at the start of this week, and it did better than the PS4 and the same, I think it was, as the Nintendo Switch in terms of overall sales. Yeah, better than the PS4 Pro. Yeah, sorry, PS4 Pro. But then they did kind of say that there was some stocking issues with the Pro, so... Yeah. Not totally clear, but it was about 60,000 obviously selling well compared to the one it's uh, to be selling as well as your competitions obviously it's a shame we can't track there's nothing that we can track that tells us who's playing on a one x yeah compared to a regular one there was a thing as well because obviously the the s is still say selling it was like 60 odd percent of all console sales last week Mm. was xbox and if you're not looking for the you know if if the x is too pricey but you still kind of want an upgrade the Xbox One S, at least here in the States, is going to be super cheap these next couple of weeks. Like, it's it's under $200 for, for Black Friday these next yeah. couple of weeks. It's crazy. It's a sexy-looking console as well. Um, yeah, we are covering <laughs> all the Black Friday stuff. Uh, we'll come on to some details on that in a minute. But uh, on the homepage of TA, there's just there's already four Black Friday. I know it's not till next week, but everyone's gone early. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's, yeah, there's four stories up. We've got retail, we've got retail roundups from the UK and the US, and then we've got the digital Xbox One sale, which started today, and the uh, digital 360 sale, which started today. We will come on to those in a little bit. So this was actually a question we got asked last week about yes. game gifting. Uh, somebody said it got got announced in preview. Where where is it? And it's here. <laughs> you can now do it. <laughs> Wasn't it about refunds actually? Was it? <laughs> I can't remember. But anyway, game gifting. I can't remember. But refunds on here. Game gifting here, think. and you can get re- you can get refunds with them. So, oh, can you? Yeah, they said because if you gift a game that if I gift you a game that you've already got. You can either re-gift it to somebody <laughs> else, or I can get a refund. Okay, interesting. Uh, there's um, some issues around um, region-specific. There's been a bit of a backlash on this uh, to do with region-specific gifting. So you've got a gift in your own region, yep. but I believe that is for tax purposes. Yeah. Okay. So if you're buying something in one region, you have to pay the appropriate tax of where it's going to be redeemed. And as well, everybody had just set up accounts in like Malaysian Xbox accounts. I was in Bahamian <laughs> Xbox account and gifted all the games for like ten thousand Zimbabwean dollars, which is like fifty p or something. Uh, so. Breaking terms of service. <laughs> so yeah, I suppose I suppose they've got to do that. As annoying as it might be for people, I think. I think it's legal. Rather I can than understand why choice. they're doing it. But yeah, that's out. So. Get gifting in time for Christmas and the yeah, sales. Yeah, it's great for me. Uh, I was going to buy my brother who lives across the country either Injustice 2 or the new South Park game. He wants one of those. So now I'm just going to send him a code. <laughs> I don't even have to <laughs> ship it. <laughs> yeah, please. Who says the holiday season's about getting together and <laughs> <laughs> family and stuff? I'm just going to send him a code. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the next one, Marvel Heroes Omega or Amiga, depending Omega. on how you want to say it, only released on the 30th of June this year. 
is a free-to-play I've never even heard of MMO it. game. Sadly, it just hit consoles Will's five months it. ago, and it's got a bunch oh, of wow. microtransactions, and a bunch of people probably put in hundreds of dollars, yeah. and now it doesn't Ooh. exist in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so they close, they're actually ending it, turning off the servers. Everything's going on wow. December the 31st. That's, that's pretty the, brutal. Yeah, that's another scary part of modern yeah. gaming. You can put a bunch of money into this thing that's... I mean, maybe that's everything, and we're just getting used to it with gaming, but it kind of it really sucks to put a bunch of money into something, and then not even half a year later, it might so be gone. I presume when the servers are gone, the game will not work, being yeah. an MMO. Yeah, it's, it's completely online. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. brutal. Um, it's unfortunately it's Disney yeah, again because, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, they said they've ended relationship with Gazillion Entertainment, who were the developers for it, and that's it. Wow, Gone. I've been saying for years Disney's just a Mickey Mouse company anyway. So, uh, wait, you've had that one in your locker for years, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Should probably end the show. All right, next one. Quite a lot of news this week. Uh, Xbox One avatars, which were revealed at E3 this year. Weren't they revealed before that? I, th- I, th- I think these have been in the... I've seen images of this ages ago. They, they previewed... The first... Oh, I don't know, but that, a long that's time when they, ago, they sort of quietly previewed one in a response to like a tweet or something. Somebody was just asking, and they showed yeah. off that you can have your avatar in a wheelchair that's all we had seen yeah i remember that wasn't that that was like last year i think yeah it was a while ago probably 2016 early maybe even wow okay anyway yeah so they actually revealed it with a trailer and stuff at e3 this year um it was rumored or they announced it was going to be coming this fall and yeah like you say it had all like the wheelchairs and you could be pregnant in it and you could dress in any of the clothes and all that kind of stuff Uh, so it was a lot more inclusive i think was what they said and now Mikey Barra tweeted the other day that it's probably going to be early next year now because they're fine-tuning some things on it. Yeah, that's fair enough. I suppose you have to be reasonably delicate with how you do this. I've not even seen anything of Avatars for like four years. So no, I don't know whether they're going to appear because they're, they're really only just on... You don't yeah. even see them on the Dash anymore. Not really. You? I... On your actual console. You see, it, you see it if you go to your profile, mm-hmm. I think, you can actually see okay. it. But I, I don't think you can see it like that. Yeah, I don't think everyone you can else see is just gamer picks, really, aren't they? So. Uh, everybody's um, when you used to go to your friends, it used to be all the avatars, didn't it? In like a list. Yeah, I would imagine they'll they'll put them front and center sleeping. again when it's updated. But I do hope they have some games built around them again. That was kind of cool last gen. Yeah, for sure. Crash Course Three, brought to you by Doritos. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. Well, Other golf. crisps are available. And the golf game that was all right. Golf tee up. Yeah, Power Star Golf. Oh no, that wasn't using that, was it? Golf tee up, it was called. Oh, okay. Um, we got some free content coming. Yeah, so they announced some uh, details around the paid content, and now they've announced that there's going to be a, quite a bit of free content coming to Middle Earth Shadow of War. Uh, five new additions you're going to get an endless siege, def- defend your fortresses against Sauron's forces as the Dark Lord tries to reclaim Mordor in the endless siege. Yeah, I guess so. A rebellion. Crush the rebel Ologs and Uruks in the forces as they seek to undermine the Bright Lord. I don't know what that one is. Um, an enhanced photo mode seems to be the the in thing at the moment with the big, these 4K mm. games. But this, I've seen some pretty cool pictures. They've been retweeting some this week from Shadow. While there's some 
pretty nice scenery going on. Uh, online fight pits, challenge other players, orcs, followers, overlord versus overlords, fight to the death in an arena, and uh, a brutal difficulty mode as well, if that takes your fancy. I don't think I'll be bothering with that one. Um, no. It says the re- endless sea rebellion and enhanced photo mode are available November 21st. Uh, online fight pits comes uh, a couple of weeks later on December the 5th and brutal difficulty comes on December the 12th. We don't know if there's any achievements tied to this. I will reach out to Warner and I find out. Not. Yeah, I don't want to have to do it on brutal. Yeah, I can't imagine. Imagine if you had to play the whole game again on brutal difficulty. That would yeah. be a bit annoying. Uh, you'd have to be, imagine how much money you'd have to spend. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Um, right. Batman the Enemy Within Telltale Series Episode 3 has been dated. It's going to be coming on November the 21st, so not long to wait for that one. Monday. Yep. Yeah. Are you reviewing that, Matt? This one's a little bit slower. Last year, it was out six, uh, five months in a row, August through the end of the year. This one, it looks like this will probably be the last episode of the before we get into January, February, but it's it's good so far. It is. Yeah. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is having a free-to-play weekend this weekend, if you fancy it. And it's also on sale at the moment, if you like it, after you played the free-to-play weekend. So check that out if you wish. And then also uh, there's been, a, like Rich said, there's a load of Black Friday deals happening, even though it's not Black Friday until next week. Uh, Microsoft, at the moment, they've got a $1 or £1, one euro for Xbox Game Pass for the month for new customers, which is an absolute bargain if you're not already doing it. And Gears 4 as well, they kind of teased it. It's not been officially announced, but the tease very much suggested that Gears 4 is coming on December the 1st. Yes. Um, Just to mention, we talked about Wolfenstein earlier. That is half price in the digital (laughs) sale, and I am going to buy it. Yeah, well, it's it's half price there. I think Game have got the Steel Book edition of it Ooh. for like twenty three pound at the moment as well, or twenty five okay. pound. So yeah, there's a lot of deals. So and like Rich said, we got we put the digital sales up last night. Well, checking out, there's hundreds of games. Yeah, there's actually, some, yeah, there's actually some new stuff in there, like like worthwhile sales that we don't see a lot. A lot of times, people complain that it's the same games every three months or so when they do a big sale like this, but. This one's got some new ones that uh, are going to ask me to buy them, I think, <laughs> probably today. Well, see, even like uh, Ori- <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins yeah, is I got in there that. for like 30% I, off. I had a... Wow. So it's right up the low- yeah, I had store credit too, so I got that for even cheaper. So that on my internet speeds, that's probably still downloading, even though I started it uh, like eight or nine hours ago before I left for work. But yeah, I downloaded Timefall 2 last night. So that's got, um, that's got a second update. It, apparently the first 4k update didn't go great on Titanfall 2, but they've done a new one now, which is now kicking the PS pros ass. So, um, I, I downloaded that last night. Hopefully that's ready to go this morning. Um, yeah, the Wolfenstein 2 deal, it's both the Digital Deluxe and the regular one. They're both 50% off, so uh, that's a bit of a steal. You can also, There's also the previous two games in a bundle for only £7.50, which is crazy. So that's the New Order and the Old Blood. 
I actually, um, I actually held off on a Telltale series after saying all the time that I buy it and it goes on sale. <laughs> so I think Minecraft season two is like fifty percent off at the moment, so I might pick that one up. But yeah, definitely worth checking out the sales, and you can obviously sort it by your pricing in your region and see information like unobtainables and all that kind of good stuff. So I yeah, certainly can check that out. And then, like Richard, we have got some deals for the like the online stores and things walmart and all that kind of yeah, stuff retail, they've, retail deals. they've released a lot of what will be on sale but it's not actually live yet so you can kind of look and see if how they compare to the digital stuff to try and find we're, as mark says we're expecting a lot of xbox one s bundles um possibly some xbox one x bundles no, they, as well they've said that there's going to be no xbox one x stuff they said that oh, they're okay. not going to they're not, they're not discounting it at all to any retail they said retailers might bundle in some games yeah, and stuff exactly. yeah, I'm sure they want to. but like game have got an xbox one x bundle that's like 20 quid saving with now tv and some i think three what games. is now tv something like 550 quid something like that uh, it's a it's a sort of netflix but for sport it's basically a past this watch sky um online for a day it's for sports generally and movies um cool okay back compact news um dual quest and more <laughs> dual quest and uh persona 4 arena cars Mar- marta national championship mater national championship uh, and tech mobile mater yeah we'll go with mater um te- tech mobile throwback are all back compact as of this week. Uh, let's move on to the questions. Okay, so this one was from last week, which way to hold on for Mark. Uh, Dave Crow, uh, we saw some criticism of reviews on TA, uh, Rich Street, right? So how do you, do you each go about the process of reviewing games and hardware? Any pitfalls you avoid and how do you decide who does each review? Yeah, so Mark can answer how reviewers review. Which, I mean... <laughs> We just do. <laughs> like it, it, it was funny when I saw this question lined up because uh, I understand, you know, I I was in the comments with with that controversy too when it was stirring up. But can you explain the controversy for people who don't know? Um. Yeah. I, well, it's kind of weird because it was kind of just one commenter just kind of stirring it up, wasn't it? I'm not gonna call that person out but someone thought maybe um not just us but on on the internet as a whole you know ign game informer whomever else someone was positing that oftentimes reviews are compromised to either meet the status quo or go higher than than they may have due to like some financial interest from publisher like I don't, you know, I, I... He, he he suggested. Well, he didn't even suggest. He stated <laughs> that all review scores are like the reviews gets written, and then it goes to someone who then like colludes with uh, <laughs> the publisher to say, right, well, this is our score. We're not going to change. We're not going to bother re- redoing all the text. But should we bump this up a little bit? Should we? Should we? Is this is this too low for you? Um, uh, which is entirely not the case, but he was convinced. Like, he was just like, "This is what happens," yeah. and it's just weird it, that people think like that. And he had the, uh, you know, the "I'm not a conspiracy theorist," <laughs> but phrasing but, in there, which hmm. is always a good sign of, of a conspiracy theorist. But yeah, I mean, it's it's completely untrue for us. Like I said, I can't speak for others. I, I know some sites have come under fire for that sort of thing before. As far as I, I mean, well, I believe there's been one incident of. Um, it was Kane and Lynch, wasn't it? 
for it was a Kane and Lynch review. Or was it? Hmm. Um, in the, it the, I, th- I think they said they threatened to withdraw the advertising unless they changed the review score, and it came out. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Kane and Lynch Dog Days or something. Hmm. If that's a thing. yeah, that's the sequel. Um, yeah, it, and it came out, and they were they were advertising. They were buying ads on their site at the time, um, and it came out that they tried to put pressure on them to change the review score. Um, and then because that one incident that has come out in the press, uh, people now take it as read that that's how it works. That's what that's what happens. But if you think how many reviews <laughs> there have been across every website in the world, and that is the one incident that has ever come out about something like this, some pressure being applied, uh, I think um, you can safely say that it's, it was a, an outlier and not the common case. I mean, we've we've literally never, I don't know how many reviews we've done on TA now, Dave's probably got a better idea, but it's in the hundreds. Um, we've literally never, ever been approached by any of the publishers, developers or anything to adjust a review score. Uh, when we give the reviews out to people, Dave, do you want to explain how that process works? Okay, so we obviously have like a rota for quite a lot of the games. So like the ID stuff, we don't really know what the game is a lot of the time, what it's about. So I just kind of go to whoever's next up. Some games like we could. So we have a pool of we have a pool of reviewers. Yeah, some games like I'll specifically try and tailor it. Like say, uh, what did we do? Wolf racing games. Are a good say example. Wolfenstein Two recently. Uh, Lex reviewed the first one, so obviously he's ideal to do the first one, so he kind of skipped a couple of people and I sent that to him. Racing games generally go to... Andrew. Uh, Andrew, because he's got a whole racing wheel set up and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's big pretty much, pretty much what he plays, so it'll go to him, or Yori does, like he's a fan of racing, or I'll sometimes do him. Um, but generally, try and stick to people who genres that they like like if you notice a lot of the horror games and walking sims and that kind of thing go to mark <laughs> so it's kind of what people, what people know and what, <laughs> what they kind of good at it kind of makes sense to send them there sometimes it's not always possible to do that but you try and match it up to you know the, yeah there's no point giving a review giving an rpg review to me yeah who hates it. not that i do reviews but you get the you get the gist there's no point giving a, re- a review of a game to someone that hates that genre i think there's been a maybe one occasion where we've done done something like that and we gave it to someone that wasn't a big fan of that genre and they didn't give it a great score which is what you'd expect um and there was quite a lot of backlash about that um, so we, we we actively avoid doing that now it was just because it was on a rotor system and that's how it worked but now we try to take a bit more um we try and we try and give them to uh, people that we think will or know know more about the genre not just appreciate that genre but know more about yeah. it because then it's Makes more sense. Yeah, at the end when the review is written, I like we can't change it because as soon as the reviews published on our site, Metacritic pick it up, and Metacritic have like a, a policy of not changing reviews after they've been published and stuff. So we can't change it, and then I send it off to whoever sent us the code. And I think we've had once somebody said, you know, I think it was a review Mark did. There was a game, and he wrote back and said, "Well, if you'd have changed the controls." To a oh, different way. Yeah, it was a hundred ways. It was a puzzler. <laughs> but some but of my that's the only time I've had any feedback saying, you know, if you'd have done this, you would have found it easier. So, yeah. but it didn't suggest changing the review or anything like. That. It just said if you'd have done this. Yeah, what they what they said is, well, that's just the default control scheme. If you change the control scheme, it would have been better. And to which I would have replied. Well, why is that the default control scheme? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is totally fair. I mean, we take it as red. You know, we we. We're given a copy of a game, and 
the person that reviews it is is reviewing it fresh. They they don't have any outside forces. They're just reviewing it in their bubble and they're playing it as the game is intended to be played. Quite often we get them early as well. So yeah. we're playing them before any any guides have come out or any information's come out about the game. And that's something about the pitfalls as well. Quite often we'll do the review, you'll get it early. Say that the online they might only be twelve people online who are reviewers who you're playing with. And then you know if the when the the game goes live and the servers are down for four months, like Halo, what was it, Master Chief Collection? Like, yeah, this, that's only going to happen when it's out properly, so you can't really test that. So a lot, that's probably one of the pitfalls is you you can't see it in the wild. Like I know Eurogamer did a thing, didn't they, where they only they buy their own review copies now and they play it on release day. Yeah, so that they can. I think Unity was another one that did that where. It, it wasn't until it had come out that it was how broken it was. Mm. Yeah. So it was hard for reviewers to kind of reviewers give it one score. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's not quite as good when it's out properly and things are breaking even worse than they were beforehand. Well, look at the, yeah. The, the star Wars. The key thing sorry, to take, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say that the key thing to take home from this is that our reviewers are completely independent and they don't, there's no pressure exerted by any of the management team, any publishers or any developers or anything like that. Our, our ad sales are entirely separate from our company. We, we don't we don't do our own ad sales. That is entirely third party. So there's no there's no even communication between people buying adverts on the site and us directly. That that just doesn't happen. So rest assured, the score that you see is the score that that reviewer feels the game is worth. Yeah. And if you and if you disagree, like there's all these people that say, "Oh, how can you give it five out of five? No such thing as perfect game." Read our review guidelines because that explains what each number means. Um, and one of the things I notice quite often is we'll write a fifteen hundred word review, and you'll go through it and you'll you'll explain why a game's good or bad <laughs> or whatever. And then at the end of it, we'll put a summary so you'll summarize what you've written in twenty in like ten paragraphs down to one paragraph, and you'll put some pros and cons. Now, quite often, those pros and cons to me are just kind of. Like a, a, an addition at the end, not something I think about a great deal. I'll go, well, I, meant, I might have mentioned one bug somewhere, so I'll put there's a bug in them pros and cons. And somebody will just read the pros and cons and go, it's full of bugs. How can you give it a four out of five? <laughs> read the review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are looking at um, possibly making some changes to that uh, as well because people do get lazy and just read that final section. So we may uh, make some adjustments on that front. But, but yeah, we, our reviews are entirely honest. Um, and if, if you see, the thing that got me was like, it's so weird how all the companies think this is a four out of five game. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe that tells you that it's a four out of five game. It's not that everyone's going together. It's like, well, this is going to be a four out of five game beforehand. I deliberately don't even read reviews of a game I'm reviewing. Yeah. No, that's worth mentioning as well. Our reviewers um, are encouraged not to look at any coverage um, while they're reviewing a game from any other sites. So it should be completely independent. I think they would do that as a matter of course anyway, but we do recommend Good that too. to whoever's reviewing Battlefront 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Thanks for the question, uh, Dave. It was, it was a goodie. Oh! We should give away a game, Dave. Yeah, it's the giveaway. Either that or evacuate um, the city. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are giving away a code for the Culling, which is one of them. Oh, it's a Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah. yeah it's everybody's and Battle Royale. came out a game preview. We have to add a new genre, aren't we? 
Battle Royale, yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah. All right. The best Battle Royale games on Xbox. So the code for this is F9DPX66TXHTVR6X. And you'll get the rest of it soon. Yes. Okay, let's move on to our question of the week. Okay, so this is from Jesper Xbox. Um, do you think developers should put different modes in their games when it comes to Xbox One X enhanced titles? Uh, like Gears of War 4, he thinks it's perfect having a choice. Uh, GTA 5 in native 4K at 30 or maybe even 60 or in native 1080p or higher at 60 it would be lit. Double lit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think this is a really cool idea. So generally, I think the vast majority of regular games will not need this because the extra grunt it gives them will be enough for them to do 4K and 60 FPS by default. But for the really uh, intense games with loads of graphics and lots of stuff happening on screen, I think it's really nice to be able to have the option of either the 4K or the 60 frames per second. And I think Gears does does it well. It's the perfect... because I. Uh, for for stuff like shooters, I'd rather have the uh, frame rate. But for stuff like assassins, I'd rather have the purdiness. Yeah, I have almost no experience with any of this stuff, so I have to defer to you guys. Like that's why it's partly why I don't have an Xbox One X yet. I haven't seen it in person. I still need to be sold on it, really. Okay, it's a, it's a cool feature because, like, say, like I think Shadow of War is one of them. You can either go. As pretty as possible, uh, and it, you know, it kind of takes a bit of a hit in performance. Or you can go the opposite, and it's just an option in the settings that you just switch to. Or you can go the opposite way and go completely smooth running, but maybe you know a rock two miles away doesn't render as nicely. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> Put that in the con. No, it's a good feature. Like Gears, is, Gears campaigns always been in thirty frames per second, whereas now you can have the option you can keep it at thirty and make it as pretty as possible, or you can make it sixty and it'll kind of run. I don't think it's ten eighty, but it's not. It's definitely not four K. It's you know a little bit. No, it'll be fourteen hundred and money. Yeah, something, something like that. that. So it's, it's a good option. Um, yeah, it's cool. I think it's cool. And a lot of this stuff has come from PC anyway, where obviously you've got a million settings to play with. I don't think they need to go that far. Just give us, give me either um, frames or, or looks. Yep. Uh, that's all I need, really, just a, a slider. Frames or looks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next Good question, question Jasper. Thank you. Christopher Withers. The 10-year anniversary of Rock Band was this week. What are your favorite memories from playing the game and why? Um, Dave, you're in a band, or at least you were. Yeah. You must have played some rock band. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember getting the I missed out on like the the whole hype of it because I had gear, I had gears, I had guitar hero, you know, just the one guitar was it guitar hero? Yeah, two? yeah, for sure. And everybody was going on about you know the drums and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, like I remember getting that the first rock band like the bundle of that and getting yeah a, enormous thing. Like we we do it. Like a couple of us from the band are just like we get the drummer on the drums and all that kind of stuff, and we'd sit and mess about in the front Makes room sense. and just get drunk while we were doing that. It was always like a party game for me. Like it wasn't something that yeah. I know some people spent a crazy amount of time, you know, learning everything on expert and becoming really good at it. It wasn't like that for me. It was just purely like a, let's get some mates around and get drunk. 
and yeah i'm in the same boat I, th- I think we took it away one new year there was like three couples that went away for new year and we hired a cottage somewhere and we i took all this with us and we had a right laugh <laughs> playing it it was it was awesome but none of us ever got like brilliant at it but it was quite satisfying with with it's definitely a, a better experience with more people type game yeah and um, it's probably one of them games where it's actually better if somebody's rubbish at it <laughs> so you can have a good laugh at them try to sing or whatever yeah, that would have been me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Mark, did you ever play any rock band? Yeah, uh, not too much. Uh, that Both that and Guitar Hero, but I guess we're only celebrating one anniversary. But I, I guess my only, or maybe my fondest memories of it, were just finding music on there from bands that I like genuinely enjoy listening to. Because, I mean, I, mean I, I like Nirvana. Yeah. And, you know, that... They always had like the, the, the same, like Nirvana was always on there, Aerosmith was always on there. Like every music game ever had certain like staples. Green Day. Yeah, Green Day was always on them. The, uh, the Police was always on them. Uh, but Rock Band had such a massive library of DLC songs that they started dipping into, uh, I guess, you know, if, if, some of the other people on TA were here, they'd say it was like more of my hipstery stuff. Um, just not, <laughs> not like the top tier, like world famous bands, but uh, yeah. It was, yeah. It was always cool to, to download a, f- a couple of those songs. Yeah. Well, that was the cool thing. The library was vast, wasn't it? Yeah. So you could all pretty much any, any music fan could find some band that they liked, um, which is the cool thing about it. I think that whole ecosystem around the, the store was, was really cool. They did that, all that stuff very well. They did. I love the features. You know, you could uh, export like the Rock Band One track pack into rock, like yeah. you know, the actual songs from the first game into Rock Band Two. I've still got a three sixty hard drive. You know, when they used to be able to clip off the sides. Yes, with probably about twenty gigs of Rock Band songs and track packs and stuff on <laughs> it somewhere. Uh. What a waste of money! Um, so if that's 10 years old, how old's Guitar Hero? Guitar Hero must be like 15 years old, probably. Yeah, probably 12, 13. Sure. It was up to four before it brought the drums out, wasn't it, I think? Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, wow. um, cool. Thank you, Christopher. Okay, last question this week is from Shackle Star. If you could name a few proud achievements based on things you have done with the site over the years. What would they be? Okay, so I, I actually put this on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, but it felt like a, a bit of an amazing week. We had... Um, we had we passed three million unique visitors on the site uh, in would have been September, yeah, I think uh, for the first time, which is obviously quite a large number. Three million people in a month is nuts, really. Um, but also, our Xbox One X review was um, certainly some screens from it. We put some graphs together for the fan noise and the loading time stuff. Was tweeted out by Mike Barra. Uh, and then Major Nelson tweeted out my ridiculous unboxing <laughs> video where I was on my own in an office trying to film with two cameras at the same time and the internet kept going up and down. Um, and then this week I went to McLaren to uh, McLaren's technology center in Woking to look at the world's fastest gamer <laughs> um, contest, which was like absolutely crazy. And I'll be doing a little piece on the site about that uh, in the coming days. But getting to do stuff like that and having recognition from those people and growing the site to that scale um, all in the last like month or so has felt like pretty major milestones 
for me it's felt or for all of us really I, I would hope but it's felt like we're getting proper recognition with the biggest xbox site on the planet now um and we've got an awesome community that continues to do cool stuff we've got a new contest coming in december which i know will bring all the community together again because everyone loves a contest and it's it's a fun another fun contest in them in the vein of alphabet challenge that's going to get loads of people playing games that they haven't played for a while and um doing some cool stuff so it's almost like every week it feels like something amazing happens uh at least in my eyes so there's there's proud achievements galore at the moment and um do you know what my biggest achievement recently? What's that? <laughs> I've spent four years emailing Rockstar for review copies, <laughs> and here we got a reply and got Elena like last this week. There we go, and that's, wow. <laughs> that's another part of it, really. So we, we get, you know, yeah, we get we get review copies now. We, we struggled a long time to do all of that stuff, so we are getting recognised across the industry, which is awesome for us. And if if I could say something on that. Uh... Well, first of all, that's cool that we got L.A. Noir. I saw that on the list. I was like, oh, hey, they finally... Because I think 2K was the only holdout <laughs> that didn't really talk to us much. But, uh, yeah, I would say I'm very fond of my role just in general, just managing editorials. That's fun to do. Uh, like I've said before, I think uh, I think of my job as to, like, to get the community to, like, speak to one another and, like, say interesting things. So it's always cool when, when I <laughs> or someone puts up a, an editorial and that... Uh, and it gets the community really engaging each other. And then even more so than that, TA playlist is like my, my, my other baby besides my actual son that I have in real life. I, I consider TA playlist my baby. <laughs> and every month that's so much fun to do. We've got, there's a, there's a close knit group of people in there already that I can expect to see in the forums every month. Uh, and they've always, yeah, they've always great, got great feedback. It feels like a, a little club just as I designed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, um, from this side of the fence, it's, it's a wonderful time to be working on all of this stuff. So uh, I couldn't be happier. Okay, we've got a load of new achievements this. Actually, there's not that many compared to last week. But um, we have some big ones. So LA Noir 62 achievements for 1500G. So that includes um, some DLC that was in the first game. And they added a couple of new achievements Ooh. as well. Collectibles, though, which is... Is anyone going to go back <laughs> and play this again? Someone's going to I'm seriously it. tempted. It's like, it's, is it like, I think it, you can pick it up for like 30 quid. So, okay. That's quite a lot for how yeah, long is this game? It's long years? enough ago that I don't remember much of the story. I remember it was a good no, game, I but I don't remember it. So, but there's there was some, some murders. Stuff <laughs> some girls got killed. Wasn't it called the lipstick killings or something? Yeah, yeah, murder, maybe. yeah. maybe if it, Around Christmas, if there's something like I've, I've finished up some of the games that I'm actually trying to play now, then I'll, I'm definitely going to play it again. Okay. But, uh, I think it's got a lot of problems, and they, they probably don't hold up even worse now. But I, I still enjoyed it, and I completed it last time, even DLC. So I'll do all that again. Yeah, I seem to remember the driving was pretty bad. Yeah, and just you know the the facial tech was so impressive, and I guess it still is, according to to people talking about the re-release but you could tell that they sort of plastered the facial the facial technology onto like the body of a different mocap actor like it was never it wasn't always it was never the same person it always kind of looked weird um assuming i mean has anyone seen anything of it yet i haven't seen any any i've seen some clips on have you i imagine they've probably beefed it up quite a lot they don't generally do things haphazardly rockstar so i would imagine that they've probably put a lot of resources into doing this properly um i'll check it out i'll have a look 
Um, we also have Skyforge. 54 achievements for bizarrely 1,015 Gs. What's going on there? An achievement fell in to the game that was supposed to be in DLC. Someone pressed the wrong button. We have Lego Marvel Superheroes 2, 45 achievements. We have ACA Neo Geo, Karnov's Revenge, as usual, 12. Ben 10 has 39 achievements. Arizona Sunshine, 37 achievements. Aquatica, Turtle Racing. That sounds like some... Some indie walking sim I'll probably love. I gotta check that out, whatever it is. Um, we have a genre which is. Wow, this title requires Windows Mixed Reality immersive oh. headset to play. It's gonna be an expensive <laughs> game. It's the first person shooter. <laughs> Never mind. Um, it's Windows only by the look of it as well. Uh, we have Train Sim World CSX Heavy Hall on Windows 10, 17 achievements. Injustice 2 on Windows 10, 62 achievements for 1,000. Battlestar Galactica Deadlock, game based on the TV series, 26 achievements. And Mark's new excited <laughs> for game, uh, Soma, or S-O-M-A. Yeah, Soma. Because uh, it's yeah. all in caps. Yeah, it's Soma. Going Soma for, uh, so what's, tell us about this game. It's a uh, sci-fi with some horror elements, some maybe some light walking sim elements, because there's a lot of exploration, just picking stuff up. But it's okay. one of the best stories I've ever experienced in any game like this a lot of people on site are already excited hopefully we get a review code i'd love to to just praise the hell out of it to be honest so you it, played it already i played it on ps4 yeah and i was always okay. wanting achievements for it so Ooh. so glad well it was always exclusive i had to <laughs> i had to uh fair enough it's like three um, years old now i think but it's fantastic oh wow okay cool so we got some dlc as well um warframe has planes of eidolon seven achievements for 220 uh Moira has arrived in Overwatch, two achievements based on her character. Adventures, DLC in Trove, 10 achievements for 300 Gs. Snowfall in City Skyland, I imagine that will be lovely and fun to play. Uh, 10 achievements for 175 Gs. The Hideaway in Little Nightmares. Uh, I still haven't played Little Nightmares. Uh, Mark, you, did you review that? Yeah, I did, and the first DLC. It, it's good, yeah? Oh yeah, it's awesome. It's one of my favorite games of the year. If, if I'm on for your end of the year show in a couple of weeks, it, it's probably going to get brought up. I don't really have a runaway game of the year yet, but at the midway point, it was... Awkward so moment, cool. Dave. What? Oh. I guess we'll have to invite him on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, three achievements for 400 gamer score in that. That's worth picking up just for the fact that there's going to be some big achievements. And in the it. last DLC was the same score with the same just three achievements. Um, I haven't seen these achievements, okay. but it's like the last one. They're super easy for a huge boost. So. Uh, you can... You can click the link and it will tell you. Uh, the final stretch will be largely uneventful. I wish I could visit you there. And a secret. Mm. Exciting. <laughs> um, cool. I'm going to pick that up. So is, I wonder if Little Nightmares is in the sale at the moment. I will, I will get it that. For £9.59. £9.59. Boom. I shall be purchasing. And, and you Thank liked you. Limbo and Inside, so you'll like Little Nightmares. Loved them. Yeah. So you'll Loved like them. Yeah. Okay. Um... Shantai Half Genie Hero has Friends to the End, seven achievements for 150, and there's a title update in Skyforge, one achievement. Oh, that would be the one achievement for 15 Gs that we just mentioned. Uh, do you want to give the end of the code, Dave? Okay, so the final part is 6HQH2, 9PR2Z. Great, good luck to anyone, and that is for the culling. Um, there is not much coming out release-wise. There's a couple of Neo Geo games uh, in the next oh, two geez. weeks. 
Black Mirror, which I think you will like, Mark. Oh yeah, that, played that at Gamescom. Yeah. yeah, I played that at I think PAX. Oh uh, yeah, PAX West. Oh okay. It was cool. I was uh, kind of expecting it to get delayed. I'm glad to see it. Maybe not now because it's pretty much coming out next week. Uh, 28th, yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, and then Skyforge is coming out on the 29th. I don't know anything about Skyforge. It sounds, sounds like a game I should know about. Is it an RPG type thing? Sounds like a flight sim to me. I have no clue what it is. <laughs> it's an action RPG. Oh. MMO. Wow. Okay. Uh, not you for me. You free to play, maybe? Uh, <laughs> and then that's pretty much it, apart from the big one uh, in December, which is uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, which is still slated to come on the 12th. Thank you for joining us today, Mark. It's been a pleasure to have you on, as always. Thanks. I'm going to go back to bed now. <laughs> okay, yeah, you do that. Um, Dave, let's do some other stuff. I'm going to the Golden Joysticks today. I will be tweeting the winners. Uh, I'm not sure this pod will be up in time for you to see that real time, uh, but it's always a good event. Uh, it's being prevented, presented by Danny Wallace, who is the voice of oh, Desmond. In Assassin's Creed. Uh, so that's all good. Um, there is a competition to win a copy of EA Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, which doesn't have any microtransactions in at the minute, um, <laughs> on my Twitter feed, at uh, richstone99. Follow, retweet, do that sort of stuff. You could win a copy of the game. Um, great. And we will be with you next week for show 97. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.